Hello? 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 Yeah. Hi. Oh, we're all here. Feels not the first time. <laughs> yes. Feels not the very first time. Okay, cool. Cold open. We got Cold it. Open. That's right. Here <laughs> it is. We got it. Yep. Hello and welcome back to Popcorn Optional, a yearly, semi-annual <laughs> movie podcast. Uh, we're not like the Paul Blart one where we just watch the same movie once a year, but you know, we took a step away and then you know we're back like Jordan, and uh, we figured that there's no better movie to just talk about than Zack Snyder's Justice League, and we all loved it so much. And we trashed the first movie so much that we just felt like we needed to come on here and apologize. So um, this will be our apology tour to Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I'm really excited for all of us to give just our blessings, our love, our gratitude um, about this film. What do you guys think? Well, I'm Cameron Slanina, Jake and Trevor are with me. This is, you know, <laughs> um, this is our we're rusty. This is our first one since Rise of Skywalker. Is that the last time we did a podcast? And I think what? we took a year-long break before that one too. <laughs> did we record so, about Rise of Skywalker? I think I we, did. we did. I'm pretty sure we did. I think I we, think it was we like actually three or four months are an year. annual podcast now. Yeah, guys, we we need a review a movie that we like one time <laughs> at some point. <laughs> You guys didn't like this? <laughs> Wait, my, no. Well, we did Star sorry. Wars on February 17th, 2020. We're recording this on March 30th, 2021. So a year. All right. Nice. Over a year. Nice. I love the it. The Office well, was September 19th before that. September 19th, okay. 2019. So, yeah, a year. The, uh, the great thing about Zack Snyder's Justice League is that my main problem with Joss Whedon's Justice League was that there were too many colors. And this mm. one, like, really solved that problem. Like, it <laughs> just completely took that problem out of the equation entirely. Hold on. Okay, so we actually haven't talked at all since we've all watched. I mean, we've texted about other stuff, but right. I, let's actually go around and say without sarcasm and jokes. <laughs> let's put, hold on. Let me, let's put jokes aside. Hey, jokes, can you leave the room for a second? Okay, so guys, jokes left the room. Um, how, how did you guys actually feel about the movie? I so I, I I've tried thinking about this and I, I like the hardest part about this is not like I feel like I sit here and I go okay is this a good movie or is it just better than the than Joss Whedon's Justice League and mm-hmm. I, I like I still struggle to think that it's definitely much better than Joss Whedon's what Joss Whedon's Justice League like I can say that the Justice I, League. The Justice League. There we go. That's a much shorter, more concise version of that, and I like that. The Justice League. It's a lot. I think it's a much better version. My like. I don't know if this movie makes it to theaters though. It's a four-hour film. This would have been cut down significantly, and so I think that as the movie exists today, it's hard to compare it. You know, apples to apples with the Justice League, but I think it's definitely better. But it definitely needs four hours to make its point and to fully develop everything. So is it a good movie? Mm. Is it better than Justice League? Yes. Trevor? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Like it's the problem with it is the, um, I'll, I'll, we'll talk, we'll get into the problems. It's just like so easy to make fun of as we will do. And, 
and it's just like so obvious sometimes but 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 it's a fine <laughs> movie it does it does some interesting things with some characters that that got you know very little time or were kind of explained um explained away or just kind of kind of snippets of it really i mean it does play more like a mini series um i know um I, I watched it in i don't know i know there's six parts plus the prologue and epilogue i probably watched it in like four settings i think something like that and did I any of us plays... watch it jake did you watch it in one sitting no i said i over two sittings because yeah. i actually think that's going to be a very important thing that we're going to get to right and, and i i think it would i think it plays better when you break it up yeah. Um, I, I don't think it would play very well as a four. I think it would be almost unwatchable as a four hour movie. Um, <laughs> for, for That's the review. Reasons. It's unwatchable as a four hour movie. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is a better movie than, than Joss Whedon's justice league because uh, I mean, there was, there was pretty much no villain. There was not really a story. It was like Batman feels bad, so he's gathering up a team just in case. And and this d- is still a little bit thin in its beginnings, but it but it does bring some characters together. There's a little bit of character development. There's some interesting things. It's fun to see the Justice League together on screen, which is something you know that's never happened before, besides the other one, you know. But um, <laughs> so, so it does it does an okay job of that. It, it's it's overall fine. It just like just like every five or 10 minutes i'm like well that was an odd decision so that's kind of my main takeaway all right so i i mean kind of how cameron said it's impossible to really like have a unbiased opinion of this film when you've seen the other one and you know the the background of release the snyder cut and everything that went into this film and and, and like it's just such a weird cultural amalgamation of superhero movies in the last 10 years and like internet and streaming services and it's just like the fact that this movie exists is insane in the first place yeah um, and because of that of course it will bias your opinion of it it's impossible to not judge it to the justice league you know it's impossible right that being said i surprisingly really <gasps> really liked it like wow and i yeah i know and i am i have not been kind to Zack snyder on this podcast um or just in general um but <laughs> like you I, ran I, into him at comic-con and you were like zach <laughs> you yeah, nerd I, what are you doing i gave him, him, I gave him a really hard time at starbucks last year yeah. um, <laughs> but no i mean i i really i really liked it and i think it's because i mean First off, Justice League was absolutely atrocious. Like, when was the last time like, that you un- guys watched Justice League? I just watched it once. I watched it on the plane, maybe like six months ago, or a year. no, not six months ago. We've been in COVID. The world has stopped turning. <laughs> um, I don't remember, but I'd watched it again since the theaters, and it, it was just like, ugh, ugh. okay. There's just nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing there, you know. Um, but this movie, I mean. It's weird how, it, like, I, I think Zack Snyder is really good at what he does if you just get out of the way and let him do it. And that's really what this movie allowed him to do was if you're going to, you, you can't. Okay. So have you guys seen Tropic Thunder? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You never go full retard in Tropic Thunder, <laughs> Jake, right? I can't say that word. They say it in the movie. I'm quoting a movie. I mean, uh, it's what, it's that's, what he did. I mean, we're going to get off on a sidetrack here if I follow you down that rabbit hole. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm just quoting the movie. Okay. Well, you you have to go full Zack Snyder. You can't not not go full Zack Snyder because I mean, that's that's I don't know his vision and like what he does is so unique. But the moment you start to water it down, it like doesn't work. You know, it's almost like a movie that is so bad it's good again. I feel like that's almost like what Zack Snyder is. It's so like bro and like slow-mo and action and moody and dark but like when you when you don't fully lean into it it just it's not good it's just like this weird amalgamation of joss joss whedon humor and then dark imagery i I, I don't know basically i'm being rambly it worked for me um it needed it needed the full four hours it needed a plot. It needed a villain. It had all of those things. I had fun watching it. Um, the Flash and Cyborg are fully fleshed out characters that I really enjoyed. And yeah, I mean, it, I I enjoyed it. I liked it. So one of the things I thought was really interesting to see was that most times when you watch a movie nowadays, it feels like they're holding something back for sequels. And knowing what we know now, this is it. Like, this is one movie, you know, good or bad, Zack Snyder's not making another Justice League. So it was, it felt so much more complete because it felt like he was swinging for the fences. Like, he didn't leave anything in the tank. It wasn't like there was, like, you know, storylines left or things that it's like, okay, let maybe don't put that in the movie because we'll explore that in another movie. It's like, no, no, no put everything in this and the result of that is actually something that's feels complete because you didn't hold anything back i thought that was incredibly well done like that's you know but that's not something that you get all the time and i don't know if see once again it's like this is a this is the first time a movie like this has ever happened so it's so hard to be like i don't know what's fair and what's well, what's weird is like i now i now want to see a four-hour cut of man of steel i want to see a four-hour cut of batman versus superman like are there good movies in there but that's the thing is like anytime that you expand to that length i think that you can get something in there but it's i question so if we're ranking this movie like this movie is the second best DC movie behind Man of Steel for me, but it's still like a C plus. About Wonder Woman, you think it's better? Oh, Wonder Woman. Woman. Oh no, okay, Wonder Woman. So it goes Wonder Woman, Man of Steel, this, then like Aquaman, Shazam. I I I would put Shazam above it, but I love Shazam. But but I I I would put it right there. Yeah, this movie could easily be a B plus or like an A if it like tightened a couple of things. Oh, it's definitely like. 20 yeah, minutes I think, too long i, I think yeah. you're right jake i think i think that you do as much as like Zack snyder's thing is not my thing in a lot of ways i think that you do get better work from him if you don't try to get him down to like the tight hour 45 um in and out because that's just not how he tells stories but but i think he still needs an editor like someone <laughs> someone yeah. like there's like okay, so I did time it. There's 26 and a half minutes of slow mo footage in this film. <laughs> yeah, that's what I. Which I is honestly, what like a sixth of the movie, a seventh. Yeah, 
I think that Zack Snyder would have had a better career if 300 had been like 25% less popular, but he still got to make all the other movies that he made, if that makes sense. Watchmen has grown over the, grown on me over the years. Like I know when we used I, I to think, do this podcast regularly, I trashed that movie. No, but Watchmen's I, good. Yeah, I, I think Watchmen is his best movie, even though it's like a really poor adaptation of the, one of the best books ever written. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I I struggle to think that if he just stuck to the authentic ending, I would like it ten times more. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, that's yeah, you do. don't have some of the subplots and things in there, but that's impossible to adapt in a two and a half hour movie. But like what is on screen, he does a very good job of adapting. But that's always, you know, excuse me, that's always been the knock against Snyder was that his two best movies, 300 and Watchmen, are both adaptations of popular comic books that he almost just recreated on the screen. Right. Like his original movies, like Sucker Punch or... I mean, is Guardians of Gahul? Uh, <laughs> I don't what know. Is, is don't that know. based on something? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. All I could think about with that movie is Matt Damon on 30 Rock reciting the lines because it's been the in-flight movie for a month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Having a mental breakdown and saying the lines along with <laughs> Skylar. I feel like the biggest thing with Zack Snyder, though... And I'm not saying that I would do a better job of this because I doubt that I would. But he, I don't feel like he understands how a normal human would do things in a situation. Like he thinks of something and he's like, what's the most <laughs> cinematic or like cool way to reveal this? Like an early example is like in the beginning of the movie when they're trying to get like the survivors of the parademons to show us what they have seen instead of bringing out a piece of paper with the drawing on it he just like you know a guy walks out in a hazmat suit and just slaps it against the glass instead of (laughs) you know just like walking out and being like here is what they are seeing it's just like wham look at how crazy this is it's batman (laughs) it's Zack snyder man he's he's a walking comic book like he he's he is the movie film version of a comic book artist and um i i, I do think that like it, you just got to you got to let him loose and do his thing and and his thing isn't for everybody but like i said like i think if anything this just shows how stupid the people at warner brothers are of, oh, of just yeah. I mean, once again, so yes. mismanaged that like, it's just been just a total disaster over there with the, these properties and these beloved characters. And, you know, Batman versus Superman was not good. No. You know, maybe there's a good four hour version of that movie somewhere, but, but isn't there a director's cut they, released of that? The problem, uh, I don't know. A, a director's cut even still is different than giving someone four hours an additional 70 million dollars to make the exact (laughs) movie he wants to make you know yeah yeah the batman v superman has has really deep issues uh, like with one trying to smash the dark knight returns and the death of superman storylines into one story which is really clumsy and then the other problem is is that you can't introduce you can't introduce Batman to a universe who just like is a, is a crappy, hateable, like 
like washed up idiot like it just doesn't like 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 you can give me like a a batman like three movies in that's like really hateable but you can't just like drop in and say well here's your batman he sucks i don't i kind of i love ben affleck as bruce wayne and batman like I thought that he was the best part of that movie. Well, no, I, and I, I mean, still like think the, that he's the, the character, the, the way right. the character, like where we meet that character is, is the problem with that movie. I, I, it's the hard thing with Batman is to me, Batman is like, he's become so many different things that I'm almost fine with it because like, there's so many different versions of Batman that we get, but like, why not have this version of Batman? Like I get it. There are some things that are excessive about this Batman, but I don't know this like tired old angry batman is kind of fun i wish we'd gotten a ben affleck batman movie yeah i agree i, I like ben affleck and batman or as batman and he's i think he's really good in this film like uh, the I, I think we get more time with him i think the stuff that joss whedon put in just felt so forced um, but we get more time with the human of Bruce Wayne and Alfred in this film and it feels more in character and it makes more sense. It's more motivated. Um, I, I think first off, I don't think anybody really understood how much was reshot and recut. I mean, this, this is, that's why I don't, I can't call this a director's cut or the Snyder cut because yeah, it's a, a, a director's movie. cut is like, oh, there's 15 extra minutes in the movie. This is like 70% different. Like, and everything that Joss Whedon put in there, like totally different ending, totally different climactic like moments, totally different character moments. Half the dialogue is different. I mean, that is a totally different movie. Yeah. Joss, Joss Whedon's movie was about bringing Superman back to life. That's what the whole movie was about. Mm-hmm. And I, I am very glad that's not what this was because that was not interesting. I did not care about that. And it was just bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the jokes were bad. The, the obsession with Gal Gadot's butt was bad. <laughs> the, <laughs> Dude, it was like all, it was. It was like all the shots were. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it worked for the Incredibles. Why not? You know, do it here. <laughs> oh my gosh! Elastigirl is pretty thick. I mean, she's... I mean, there's the problem with <laughs> <laughs> that's going to completely derail us for a bit, isn't it? When you go back and watch Joss Whedon films, there's all these like weird tropes that he tries to put in there that now just they seem like cheap. Like the Russian family in his movie, again, his to make you care about the action at the end of the film instead of just actually having you care about the actual characters. That was that was recycled from Age of Ultron. Yeah, dude. Oh, hundred percent. The the scene. First off, Cyborg is an actual character in this film, and I understand why the actor (laughs) Ray Kroc was so was so haha. Um, why Ray Kroc was so pissed off at Joss Whedon and, and Warner Brothers, but also like the fla- the ending with the Flash, like so freaking cool, man! It's the way so they cool. did that so much was better. incredible. Yeah. yeah, that was a that that was that was fun. I I didn't really know what was going to happen, and I can. That's always it's always it, this is even like a problem in Marvel, which we we like generally like and love, but. It's it's I I always welcome when you don't really know how the big fight is going to end, and this was that was an interesting thing of like 
you kind of thought you knew where it was going and then whoops nope it didn't work what's right what's happening now there's not a sequel so someone's going to figure something out but right. but it was cool to use use the flash's ability to go back in time which is something that i think they were going to hit hard in the flashpoint movie that never happened it's still happening um, hmm. Is it going to be Flashpoint, though? Yeah. I know there's a Flash movie. Okay. It's a Flashpoint. And there's, like, Supergirls in it. Michael Keaton as Batman is in it. I yes, think yeah, Ben I, Affleck I is in it. Maybe cool. Michael Keaton is, is Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne. I think so. Because in Flashpoint, aren't there... Thomas Wayne is Batman in yes, Flashpoint. Yes, that is yeah. correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It is weird that both the big Marvel team-up movie and Justice League film was a key point was going back in time it's also weird i i thought about this when thinking about the the what are we the justice league it's very weird to me that the same person was very involved in making marvel's the avengers Mm -hmm. and making justice league like i just like like they're ostensibly i mean they're not the same thing obviously but they're similar in a lot of ways and you could not get a more different outcome from those yeah. two films like say yeah, what you will about star trek but jj the force awakens and star trek feel like two very different movies they both look the same yeah <laughs> am i wrong joss- in this am i remembering things wrong <laughs> no, 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 no you're right i think J- joss whedon is gonna do joss whedon things and i think we're past joss whedon yeah yeah, I, I I think that's true. I I would have said in like 2014, I would have said like let this guy do anything, like let this guy make anything, um, because I'm a huge Firefly fan. Um, I I thought he did. A, I mean, I, the the Avengers is one of the four or five best Marvel movies. Um, but now it's like, is he is he too old? Did he use all the ideas? Like, does he not care as much anymore? <laughs> is he like, is he like actually too much of a jerk and too much of a terrible human? <laughs> that he's maybe always been like i think so, that the terrible human part comes into play a little bit so, does avengers yeah. hold up i haven't watched avengers in a really yeah, long time avengers does. does and i actually think age, age of ultron is a lot better yes now. i did age watch of, that recently age, age of ultron is not a good movie but it plays a really important role as like one of the episodes in the whole story well it's it's not that even as bad as people say it is it's really not that bad and it introduced us to Wanda, which got us WandaVision. Right. And that's, you know. It also killed Quicksilver for pretty much no reason. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see that coming. I don't think he did either. Oh. Yeah. Isn't um, that the line, though? Bet you didn't see that yeah, coming? That's what he says. He oh, gets okay. killed. He's like, oh. like, yeah. He gets Do the accent, like, oh. Jake. I didn't see that coming. That was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. No. We'll take it. We'll take it. This isn't a podcast of accents, but we try. <laughs> All right, let's let's get into more of the uh, the minutia of this because I have a lot of notes. Okay, hit us with them. <laughs> I'm just gonna read my notes to you guys. <laughs> hit hit us with the notes, and, and we'll give you feedback. I'll have to tell you the first time I laughed, which there there was. The jokes in this movie were fine, not great. The movie is very serious, and it sticks to being very serious. I did laugh at some things that were not supposed to be funny. <laughs> but the the first time I laughed was when the message came on and said, this film was presented in 4-3 to preserve <laughs> Zack Snyder's original vision. And I was like, 
Yeah. So so four years ago, this man was shot was shooting a movie in four three, and then they just chopped everything to stick it out in theaters with Joss Whedon. Like, come on now. Like, obviously, that was a decision he made after this new version was greenlit. Yeah. Did you guys like, ever get used? Like, was the four three an issue for you guys, or was it like? All right, we're good. There were so I would I would be in it for a while, but then like a certain shot would happen that would pull me out, and I was like, "Well, that doesn't work for this ratio." Yeah. So I'm not gonna defend the decision because I do (laughs) think it was it was a decision that was clearly done after the fact. But when you shoot film when you shoot IMAX you are shooting in that 4 by 3 ratio that's the full mm-hmm. 70 millimeter frame of an IMAX film frame and then you do the crop in post uh-huh. to get that cinematic super wide IMAX look so technically on set they were shooting <laughs> that 4 by 3 frame that is the full that's the full screen version of the IMAX frame that they shot. Uh-huh. Um, but the whole movie wasn't shot in IMAX, right? Like no movie, no, no full movie has ever been shot in IMAX other than Dunkirk. No, but they shot, I think they shot the whole thing on film and it, therefore you had the four, three aspect ratio. Okay. Um, I think the four, three actually worked way better than I expected it to in a lot of situations. Um, and I yeah. read his explanation of, you know, we've got these monumental larger than life figures and we're cropping them horizontally, squishing them in the frame when really they should be standing tall like statues. And I was like, huh, okay, that's an interesting artistic interpretation of that. I can, I can see the intentionality behind that. Um, but there were a few frames where I was like, mm, eh, that doesn't yeah. fully work, but Any- I thought it, I thought it looked cool. Yeah, it was it was better than I thought it would be as well. Um, the it really hurts in establish establishing shots and locations and landscapes yeah. and things. That's yeah. when it would like because I would forget about it, and then we'd like cut to a new scene. Here's like Metropolis, and oh my gosh, why am I squished? Why can't I see all of Metropolis? Mm. Yeah. So here's my here's the the weirdest moment of the movie for me that I just like don't understand and kind of prompted my i texted you guys and said Zack snyder really wanted to make a lord of the rings movie but that property was already taken so he made this yeah and the first time that we see aquaman and he decides to leave his icelandic friends and he takes off his sweater and goes into the water and these icelandic women just pick up his sweater (laughs) and start singing yep (laughs) i i gotta tell you guys that was weird and it didn't make sense to me and I don't understand why it happened. And then that song kept coming back. Well, that over that's and over like, again going on to Lord of the Rings. That's like, there's a scene in two towers. Uh, there's a funeral and Eowyn sings a song and it's very similar to that. And I yeah. instantly like same thought. I was like, this is from the extended edition of Lord of the Rings. And they just <laughs> ripped this like one for one. Uh, it holds way too long. Like if they had started, like why do they sing? There's no explanation of like why any of that happens. And like if they had started singing that, like as he went into the water or like it was like their prayer or like a song of dedication to Aquaman or something of like what he does for them. Fine. But it's just like, he goes into the water and then they're like two minutes of singing. 
there's a lot of indulgence in this film from Zack Snyder, and <laughs> right. that was one of them. Generally, yeah. the music is all bad. Guys, I took a shot yeah. every time Wonder Woman was on screen with those Amazonian choirs in the background, and I'm still drunk. I mean, that was... <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> That was so obnoxious. The music in this film is bad. Yeah, the music is bad. I, it's, I except for when the Man of Steel theme would come in. That so I mean, I that's watched, still one of Hans Zimmer's I, best ever. Yeah, I do like that. The um, yeah, the, the funny. The, my favorite thing about the the kind of score and music and everything was I, I watched it on closed captioning, and every time the Icelandic vocals came in or the or the. Um, Amazonian vocals. It was just called "Ancient Lamentation" on the, on the closed <laughs> captioning, and, it, and I, I think I read that phrase like forty times throughout this movie. <laughs> it's it almost one of those so things where much. I'm like, "Why is that not a meme of like somebody does something and then it's just like cut to these women, like somebody dunks <laughs> a basketball and then it's like just cut to the women just start singing." I was like, "Let me make sure I understand fully what lamentation means." Like. I'm not misinterpreting this. It's a passionate expression of grief or sorrow and weeping. What are they weeping about? Hot guy just left. <laughs> I mean, look, if I was in a room and Jason Momoa left, I would be very sad too. After he took his shirt off. He seems like a great... Right, of course. He takes his shirt off seems and you're like, oh, yes. And then he leaves and you're like, oh, ancient lamentation. I mean, yes. Yeah, there's that's the thing. That's the thing for me in this movie is I think <laughs> that almost like had like a musical tone to it, like, like ancient lamentation. Ancient yeah. lamentation. <laughs> Dude, now I feel like now now we've made it into like a euphemism of some kind. I don't really, I don't really like where this okay. is headed. Can I tell you guys something? So, if you guys both like, let's say I die and you guys both <laughs> outlive me, I want ancient lamentation to play at my funeral. I'm the saying song, or for us to get up there and go ancient lamentation. <laughs> I want the song to play, and then as soon as it's done, I want you both to just walk up there and be like ancient lamentation. Okay, deal. And then to walk away. That's deal. that is what I want. It's on audio recording. Cameron Scott Selena has said it. That is what okay. I want at my funeral now. Sorry, Brittany. <laughs> this is happening. So oh I no, think... she's performing it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh my goodness. Those are the kind of things that that really pull the movie apart for me. It's just these... But those are so small in comparison to the Justice League. First off, I know, pro I know. In, in the pro column, there's a villain. In the pro column, there's a <laughs> right. plot. There's multiple See, villains that actually I... all make sense. Characters are so actually properly like... introduced and you care about them. I still okay. So my, my problem is Jake, as as like the resident comic book guy here, I guess, like everything was like close to the comic book, but like different for no reason. Like and and there were just like I I just had like so many issues with it on like a on a like source material level. Okay. Um, like okay, so what like, were some what were different? Because like so, if we want to go differences, like. Endgame is nowhere in comic right, books. Right, 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 right. I understand that. I so understand is the problem that. more that it was like, like close enough towards like why wouldn't you do that? Towards like Endgame was like just something completely new. Yeah, I, I don't have a problem that the the overall story is kind of a mishmash from different dark side stories, which is totally fine. Like, but like Hep- Steppenwolf is like a humanoid 
in the comic books who doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't have horns like his helmet has horns he's not this like bizarre alien being and most of the new gods are like a lot more human than they were shown to be in this movie and i think you lose something with that are the new gods like dark side to sod granny goodness all that yeah 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 okay um yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't totally sure that who that, that was Granny Goodness because of the way she was depicted at first. But then I figured out that it was. I thought it might be Barda without a headdress, but that's you know really yeah. dig it in. I had um, I had no idea who Granny Goodness was until I afterwards read reviews and was like, oh. yeah. So th- that's my other okay. problem with this is this from a comic book standpoint. It's like there's two things going on here. One is it feels like Zack Snyder one either likes superheroes but hates comic books or really likes comic books but doesn't think they're cool and is like insecure about it and like wants to make them cool and so it's not like an embracing of what's great about the comic books it's like it takes from them and makes something decent out of them but it just doesn't feel quite right another thing is is in this could be like a problem with the studio and the way things are made but it's he he tries to pull in too many different things all at once like like bringing in steppenwolf dark side mother boxes and the anti-life equation all in one story which are things that evolved over like 25 years of comics canon is like what's the a anti-life lot for equation to take in because i didn't so get the anti-life that e- so yeah, so that's the other thing is like there are so many things where I was watching this and I was like, I understand what this is, but I don't think a lot of people do that are watching this movie. And and so the anti life equation is basically this um it's this hidden thing, hidden I, I guess by the old gods, I can't remember exactly. It has to do with Metron, I want I wanna say. Um, but it's it's in the um the DC event series Final Crisis from two thousand and seven, which is pretty good. Um but it's basically this this equation where when someone like experiences it, looks on it, hears it, like it turns them into like they're still like a being, but they're like the opposite of of having life. Like they are just like mindless and do whatever Dark Side tells them to. Um, I don't remember where it the source of it is and where it's found in the comics, but it's but in this movie it apparently is written on the surface of the earth. So that thing to, like when he hit the earth that formed the anti-life yeah, equation? that was part of the anti-life equation yeah okay okay but it just like like i said i don't, I don't know this is kind of my my whole treatise on frustrated with how Zack snyder views and and takes in comic books and and dis- displays them but it just all like it just never feels quite right to me mm. yeah i think that that's a symptom of like that's a common thing in Zack Snyder's movies though where he he doesn't understand from my perspective what people like in these source materials or what people would want to see on screen like i don't think that he in his characters understands what draws people to connect to them or what makes people admire certain characters because it's always one of those things whenever you watch his movies that you're like that's a really weird character moment where somebody's coolness was you know put in instead of like you're sacrificing a a a genuine moment for 
having something rad on scene on um, you know it's just i'm not I, I feel like i'm being too critical like i am very mixed on this movie but it's the parts of it that i don't like i still really don't like and the parts of it that i do like were really fun like my biggest problem though is still some of the casting like not some of the casting i don't think that ezra miller is the best person to recast as flash I just I, I don't even know if he's the problem. I don't like the way the character is written. I don't I don't yeah. like his personality. Like he's very I feel like they're trying to be like Peter Parker quirky instead of and I don't know Flash that well. I don't know DC Comics outside of like Batman that well. But it just I, feels I've not read a version of him that's that like silly. But also like that like is he that socially awkward? I don't think so. I I haven't read a lot of old Flash. Most of what I've read is new 52 and forward and like Flashpoint, Flash Returns, that kind of stuff. But he's all, I mean, and maybe it's because I'm reading a, a, a like older, more mature Barry Allen, but he's always like, I mean, not like serious, necessarily fun loving, but like takes things seriously, like is a well-respected member, like his, his opinions are respected in the Justice League, like just a different kind of feel, which is, which is fine, but it just like didn't didn't work for me like the like the the hot dog joke with the dogs didn't really work for me yeah i do remember in the animated justice league like 90s cartoon which was awesome um the flash was oftentimes the comedic relief character so maybe that's where he's pulling from his his motivation as as an actor i think i think like his performance is fine and it it is funny um but it it also the character doesn't fully fit in this world that Zack Snyder has created, which is dark and moody and depressing all the time. Yeah, I think I think that I mean, like, you you know, we, we talked about like you need to have comic relief and you need to have timing and, and with all that. But like in some cases, I think I think that the, the jokes, there were like too many jokes sometimes. Not even not in like the Joss Whedon way, which were like awful and didn't fit. But these like fit in. But it just like the whole movie feels so serious and everyone is taking everything so seriously that it doesn't feel like a character would even make a joke at that time because everything is so serious. Right. It it, it doesn't, it doesn't even fit in the world itself. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like this is not a funny world. Like this is, this is like very, this is a very serious world. Yeah. Like it's going to be extinct if they don't do something in like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what did you guys think of the whole Martian Manhunter? Who man. See, that's another one of those things where I'm like, I, I think that like, like I think of like my dad who like knows who these characters are, like watched the Wonder Woman TV show in the seventies, like has caught the Batman movies. Like I can see that him watching that scene and be like, what the heck? Like w- what just happened in this scene? Like, what is that? Yeah. Um, I think that the was, Martha was, scene is, is frustrating because it takes away a good genuine moment between the two of them. Like, this is what I'm talking about when I'm taking, like you take away, you sacrifice the genuine moment for something like a cool reveal. You take away a genuine moment between Martha and Lois to reveal that like Martian Manhunter is behind the scenes. But then at the end, he doesn't play any sort of factor in the fight whatsoever. I think you literally could have taken out everything with Martian Manhunter, Lois, Martha, all of that stuff. The lowest, uh, yeah, the, the lowest, lowest Martha stuff, is, stuff needs to stay in there because then that gives Superman some sort of grounding. 
Yes, when but he comes I back. also yeah. Amy Adams is not good in this. Amy Adams is one of the best actresses on earth, and this is an abysmal performance. Yes, like Just she like, is. A, she's a bad Lois Lane. Like she, I don't get it. There's no chemistry between her and Henry Cavill. No. Like it just like they stare at each other in a cornfield, like two people who have never seen each other before in their lives. <laughs> you guys or, don't do or that corn longingly. Or they've never seen each other or corn. They're like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and and Henry Cavill has always worked better as Superman than he has as Clark Kent. Like he doesn't. I don't yeah. buy his Clark Kent at all. He's like too henry cavill too looking perfect. to be a regular he guy he looks like superman <laughs> all the time right yeah. yeah yeah so yeah i think amy but, adams is is the worst uh worst performance in the the most ill-fitted per actor for the character that she's playing everyone else but maybe the best which actress is, which is weird overall. because i would yes. say she's probably the most yes. talented person in this movie absolutely <laughs> it's weird but the Martian Manhunter thing is so out of left field that it just feels it like a, it's one of those, like we talked about earlier where it's, you know, all right, let's throw the kitchen sink because we only got one shot. So let's put he's, Martian Manhunter yeah. in there. And he's really an, uh, he's, he's a really um, interesting character. That's kind of hard to explain quickly because he is truly a Martian, the last of his kind. He's incredibly powerful, but he's almost always on the fringes of things. Like he's almost never at the forefront of anything. In, Isn't in he the kind comics. of like vision? Like, um, sort of, he can't phase, um, but he can fly. He has incredible, well, maybe he can phase. Now I, was about to say, I thought he could it. phase. Yeah, he can I remember face. watching the animated he, show. He has like incredibly powerful um telepathic abilities. Like if he's in the presence of someone, he can basically like read their entire mind. Oh. Um so I mean I don't know if you know who knows what this version's abilities are, but it just so, like it just seems mean, unnecessary. Yeah. And also like <laughs> the way That's he what, reveals his name is just like Martian Manhunter is a weird name as it is, but then the way he's like, you can call me Martian Manhunter. It's like, yeah, I almost expected Zach, like uh, Ben Affleck to just kind of like cut to him and he's just kind of like snickering. Like, okay. It should have, the, the line should have been something like, like my name has been lost with my people, but, but there are those that call me Martian Manhunter. Like that's a better line. That's a much better line. And that took you five minutes. It's not five minutes. Yeah. Five seconds. Who wrote this? Chris Terrio. Of course. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. The that's how does the other he thing. Keep this, jobs? this the the script is not good. Nope. The it, story the story is fine and pretty good. But it's the better than the Justice League script. Yes, that's true. That's it's, true. But it is still not great. Is it better than Rise of Skywalker? I would say yes. Wait, the Justice League or this version? This. This for sure is better than Rise of Skywalker. Guys, Rise of Skywalker is so bad. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 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 I think Justice League might be better than Rise of Skywalker. I would say it is. I I don't think think it it is. is. I would rather watch Justice League. Rise of Skywalker does enough cool things in its terribleness that it's better. Also, 
never mind. That's a, that's a tangent. Last time I tried to watch Rise of Skywalker, I think I made it like an hour in, and I was just like, I'm good. I still I still haven't watched it a second time. Yeah, trust me. Trevor. But I mean, Chris Terrio keeps getting stuff because he won Academy Award for Best Screenplay for Argo. Like you do that once, and it's like, all right, you got carte blanche. Okay, Argo was like was a really good movie. Yeah, and I know that it won the the Oscar for screenplay, but I mean, like that was not like a like a dialogue driven movie to me. No. I mean, I mean, that's why, uh, didn't, did, what was the switch? Ben Affleck won best director. No. Ang Lee won best director for life of Pi, And this one, best picture. Argo won best picture. Argo won best picture. Yeah. Ang Lee won for life of Pi that year. Yeah. Okay. That was it. Cause See, I was like, that's it was what, one of those years. Where I'm looking it was, at it now. Argo won over Lincoln, which is a great script. Yeah. And Silver Linings Playbook, which is a very good script. So come on now. Yeah, but Silver Linings Playbook won. Did they the, get the, three of the four actings that year? The, no, the Lincoln Cooper script is amazing. Yeah. Gosh, what a great script. Maybe the last great Spielberg film? Yeah, but it's boring as hell. <laughs> it's, it's, Jake, it's like the best school play of all time. What do you mean it's boring as hell? Hi. <laughs> I still don't want to see a school play. Unless the school play is Hamilton with Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'm not interested. <laughs> okay, which Lincoln would you rather watch? Zach Woods's from The Office or Steven Spielberg's? <laughs> so, the, Dude, the, Zach the Woods is Lincoln pretty is, good. <laughs> I need to go see this play like I need a bullet to the head. <laughs> the, the thing about Lincoln is, is like the movie is not great, but it's like the oh, definitive portrayal of the human like like daniel day lewis as abraham lincoln is like it is abraham lincoln yeah okay we so really have justice really league have or lincoln. Rise lincoln. of skywalker or lincoln. lincoln lincoln anything yeah. over if it's like rise of skywalker versus like 90 percent of things i'm gonna pick the other thing i have I such the- a I despise that movie so much for so many different reasons, which we don't need to get into here. My, my last big, no, not my last big problem. We'll, let's, we'll save the epilogue for the end. Um, my epilogue to our podcast. There we go. So this is a personal preference thing because it's, it's perfectly executed the way that it wanted to be, but I do not love the production design and the costuming in this movie. Everything just is like over-designed. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like grounded in reality at all. Um, yeah. The Aquaman. Aquaman's casual clothes, like coming from Steven Tyler's closet, is like a really bizarre <laughs> choice <laughs> to me. Um, like I just a lot of like, scarves. There's a time where he, he's wearing the scarf, <laughs> a lot of sweater, and I'm and like, scarves. what are what are we doing? Like I like I said, it's just like it. It's it's a better movie than I think it is because I can't get past these things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was funny. Like, once again, it's just like, I don't like, okay. Diana's costume. Wonder Woman's is great. Cyborg looks good. I still love Batman's costume. Dude, the all black Superman like, suit. Oof. Is so great. See, I, I, I want to talk about the all black Superman suit. Okay. I know. Listen, I know that it's what he wears in the comics when he, um, 
in the death of super after the death of superman line um story so true to the comics i get it but i feel like i'm doing stephen a smith right now but <laughs> superman what I is one of my is, dear friends i know he wasn't in the comics but max listen he won't he won't even tell me his real name um um, anyway i know he wears the black and silver suit in the comics and it does look cool but for what this movie is he should be wearing red blue and yellow no if that makes sense no the black was cool but like like it's like you can't have the justice league together hero shot and everyone's not wearing the right outfit. That's my, that's my but piece like, on that. Trevor, you know, Aquaman's you know not what? even wearing the right I'm a, I'm a call. I'm gonna call you out for nitpicking. You're, you're <laughs> a no, nitpicker. no, I, that, that, that is definitely a nitpick. Like I said, I just complained 10 minutes ago about how there wasn't, it wasn't close enough to the comics. And when it was, I complained about it. I understand. I get that because there's a lot of times where it's like you watch an adaptation of a book or something and you're like, why would you change that one detail when it's like you don't need to? And I get like, I I think me and Jake don't have as much hang up because we haven't read the comics. Sure. I I like, yeah. And, And that's not even like a, I'm not even sure that everyone who's read the comics would feel this way to be clear. I don't, it's not like a, like a universal hatred for the, the people who love the book situation like some movies are all right we have to talk nightmare because it's such a weird thing like what i still don't fully understand what it is is it a premonition of what's to come is it the actual future is it a i i read something where i believe Zack snyder said that it was the actual future that it was going to be the the third movie he was going to make which, okay, so I sent you guys that article about what Snyder wanted part two and part three to be. And he pretty uh-huh. much wanted to make Infinity War and Endgame. Like, uh-huh. when you look at it, it's almost like it involves time travel. It involves, like, a big cliffhanger at the end of part two that leads into the finale. That then It's, it's one of those things where Nightmare... Nightmare? Nightmare nightmare yeah you got it nightmare yeah there you go <laughs> not not nightmare not, not, not ni- nightmare not nightmare night night meow uh that's the ultimate indulgence scene to me in the entire movie because it's you don't need it and it just ends on such a like why do why does the movie end uh, ending on the joker and batman and then superman being evil takes away from everything else that just happened yeah yeah doing the gosh what was that that version of superman is in the earth the red dawn i I can't it's not quite the red sun superman um which is the the communist russia superman which is a great great um storyline by mark millar superman red son of krypton highly recommend um Gosh, I'm going to have to like look that up because it's going to bother me. But yeah, that was like a really weird thing. I I got to tell you, when when Batman just yells out, I'll effing kill you, I busted out laughing. Like I just <laughs> yelled it. He I did couldn't not yell anymore. it. He didn't yell it. Okay, sorry. I loved it. Whatever. There were I, no, I, I didn't love the whole epilogue scene, but I don't know. I, I liked the the 
the discussion between Batman and Joker. I thought that was cool. And I, I do What's, think that it was confusing to like end the movie like we did it, Justice League epilogue. <laughs> Everything sucks again. Like <laughs> I did think that was weird, but I did like the interaction between Ben Affleck's Batman and Jared Leto's Joker, and it got me excited for what could have been with those actors in those roles with the proper direction. And I, I, I'm not saying that Jared Leto's Joker redeemed himself from how bad. It's much better here than in Suicide oh, Squad. Oh, it's exponentially bad. Like it, 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 it's actually a believable, scary version of Joker. Yes. And respect to them because they shot that end scene. That was one of the reshoots. And Jared Leto and Batman were never in the same place. Like really? They, I'm pretty sure Jared Leto shot his stuff in London as he was on the set of Morbius or whatever else he's shooting. And like Zack Snyder gave him direction via Zoom on a green screen set. Holy shit. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean... Jared Jared Leto is talented. Oh, he's oh, a very doesn't 100%. always come out. D- d- doesn't always come out in the performance necessarily. I think he also picks some bad uh, roles, but yeah. oh, that's it. Okay, so this that's the the Superman that I was talking. The version is called um, Brutal. He's a clone of Superman created by Darkseid in one of the um, one of the New Fifty Two lines. But he wears black and red, and he's got the kind of like Darkseid cracking around his eyes. Hmm. Um, which I think is what it looked like. It looked like that's what the Superman looked like. Is but this yeah, Superman supposed to be upset because Lois, it looked like Lois yeah. died in the Batcave. Yeah. So that's what I think I read something where, where Snyder talked about that, where the Bruce was supposed to protect Lois, but he chose to save other people instead of Lois or something. And then that's oh. what made Superman mad. This is the frustration is now it's like I want to see a whole nightmare movie. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a cool thing cuz that that builds on a vision or dream that he had in Batman v Superman, right? Is yeah. right. that 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 look with the the kind of zero year look with the leather jacket and that whole deal. Yeah. And um, Superman is like a god in the world and there's parademons everywhere and Flash comes back yeah. to warn them and and but Flash I mean, comes back after the dream. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Zach Zack Snyder <laughs> Which is the weirdest said part. Zach Snyder said in an interview that he added that simply because he knew he wasn't gonna get a chance to make the nightmare movie that he originally mm. planned. It was originally built as a three film structure and he just he had the opportunity to do whatever he wanted with this film and he just wanted to show the fans what could have been and like his passion for it and just show these, these actors doing these incredible roles um, in, in just this, this crazy world that could have been, I mean, it, it is, he is very open that it is full, full indulgence. Yeah. He's, he's aware and I'm here for it, I, man. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I think that post-apocalyptic justice league would be a fun movie. I don't need the Joker there. Yeah, but that's something that we're never going to... I get the indulgence on that side because we're never going to get to see... Like, that's the but only man, in, that would be interaction so between those two characters. That'd be so interesting to be like, who's left in the world to fight evil Superman? Batman, Joker, Deathstroke, Flash, and Mara. 
What a so was that was that Flash in a different a different costume? I couldn't tell yeah. who that the other yeah, person was a different was. costume, but it's still Ezra Miller. But yeah, it was okay. Flash. But I was just like, okay. what a what a, can you imagine? Like what an interesting. That's like a better version of Suicide Squad. Those characters having yeah. to take yeah. on evil Superman. Oof. I just like don't buy the Joker caring. Yeah, but if you add some sort of like he screws them over at the end and gets like yeah. there's some sort of benefit for him. Yeah, maybe. Like maybe so. he's working know. with Dark Side and he's secretly like bringing them towards him or something. Like, but I think you could work it into where, where it makes sense. Where Batman, when Ben Affleck made the comment about Harley Quinn, and you could see it, it affected Joker. Uh-huh. I don't know. I bought yeah. it. I, I thought I just, it was. I, I thought it was think, good. I don't. I don't think Joker works as a like. I don't think Joker works outside of the Batman universe very well. Like I, I think yeah. that like he's like a a true like Gotham City contained That's Batman fair. character. Yeah. The thing that this movie that this ending made me really upset about is that we will never get a Joe Manganiello Deathstroke versus Batman movie because that looked yeah that was awesome. a weird it was weird cutting straight from one Deathstroke scene to another Deathstroke scene that had a uh-huh. really weird jump in it. Yeah. Like it was like we introduced this character. He's gonna kill, try to kill Bruce Wayne. All right, now we're on the same team. Yeah, with like, like literally nothing in between. It would have been funny that that to like, like do a freeze frame on his character's face. Like <laughs> you're probably wondering how I got here. Like yeah, <laughs> like the like curb your like enthusiasm, like this, or even like yeah. a, just playing. a match cut. <laughs> bum, just bum, like, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> My my last thing is we somehow haven't talked about how weird it is that J.K. Simmons is Jim Gordon. Yeah. Like, I love J.K. Simmons, and I think he's a fantastic character actor, and he's always welcome. But, like, his, like, rhythm in speech, like, does not work for Jim Gordon at all. Or just in this universe. Right. That's true. In this no universe. one else is We're talking also- like him. <laughs> We're also coming off of, like, I think like the one of the best performances of Gary Oldman's career as Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to like compare when it's like you literally just right, got what yeah. should be like the definitive performance of Jim Gordon. Yeah. We got yeah, before before this we had I believe his name was Pat Hingle who played him in the four WB Batman movies before as like the as like really bumbling. And then we had like the hyper real Gary Oldman and then this like I don't know like he's like he, it's it's almost like you would picture Jim Gordon if they had made a Batman movie in the 40s when the comic yeah. first came out <laughs> yeah and like the way he yeah. talks he's like what he's been he's been fighting crime for 20 years and Gotham now he turns it's just like whoa 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 okay mid-Atlantic man where are you coming from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then we get Jeffrey Wright soon in the batman movie yeah which i think big, is a great casting big jeffrey wright fan i'm i'm very pleased about that yeah also surprisingly great who doesn't get enough credit in this one jeremy irons is out Al- as alfred great. yeah I, I don't like this version of alfred but i do like the way he plays the character if that makes sense why don't you like this do you feel like he's too much of like a sidekick and not as much of like a butler yeah it's it's Alfred's a hard character because do you think that he, J- Jeremy Irons is playing Alfred and Lucius Fox? 
instead Ooh, of just Alfred. Yep, there it is. Yeah, that's that's, it. that's that's yeah. I think that's the problem. Alfred is very capable versus um, versus Sir but, Michael Caine. <laughs> That's right. Bring it back Ma- with your full tanker, guys. Michael <laughs> Michael Caine's Alfred was great, but didn't feel quite right either. He was hilarious, first of all. Um, What's the point of all those he, bloody push-ups if you can't lift a bloody log? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did tell you so. Have you guys? Um, okay, the super, line of like super off topic. Yeah. Russian for apply your own sunscreen. Yep. <laughs> Who's well, okay, so super off topic. Have you guys seen the guy? He's like a vo- voice impersonator. I think he's on TikTok or something. But he does a Michael Michael Caine impression, which is freaking flawless. It's beautiful. And then he he's talking about how it's like, it's very, very breathy and low. And then you don't let your tongue touch your lips. And you add a little twang. And you got McConaughey. <laughs> like, it's just... Perfect. It's incredible. <laughs> wow. I mean, Jake, even oh yours, that was gosh. probably the best impression of the night. Well, thanks, man. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thanks. That was pretty good. There we go. It's all those shots I've been taking here in the Wonder Woman theme song come on. So <laughs> I'm going to sprinkle that throughout this. Have we talked Wonder Woman 84? Oh, my God. So bad. Have we texted even about it? Okay. Oh, my so God. Bad. So, so bad. bad. Okay. It's cool. so bad. I just okay. Rise of Skywalker like it, like or it. Woman Woman eighty four. Ooh, I think Rise of Skywalker. I might go Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I think Rise of Skywalker oh, man. too, dude. It just it's so it, bad. It like totally like why like you will not find anyone who loves Chris Pine more than this podcast. Mm-hmm. But like, why did we have to do that? And why it was freaking that? weird. Right. It was like. It was it's why is it a movie guy. centered around a wishing stone? It was weird. And what a waste of Maxwell Lord, who is oh like a legendary bad guy. Like what a waste of Pedro Pascal. Guy. He's incredible. Pascal is amazing. As, as in that role. He's so He's good. the best part by far. And Kristen so Wiig is great early on and then I don't know. The transformation there, is like, just such a there's weird. There's just a lot left out with her character. Like so many things just don't make sense. It just like she's just all over the place all of a sudden. Yeah, it's just all very bad and so boring and so long it was, and just like, man, I'm sad. I'm Wonder Woman. The guy <laughs> I liked seventy years ago died, but I'm a goddess. But man, like it's just like, come on, like oh, it also. It, I, and I don't know how much you guys know about this. I, I've seen a little bit of it, and it, it it does it. Well, I'll say this: it does some cool things along these lines, but it has too much homage to the TV show. There's a lot of stuff in the in the movie that come that is a a pretty strong homage to the TV show or a strong connection. Here's and it's a question: just too much. How early did you know it was going to be bad? Because for me, it was like the first that mall fight scene like within the first 10 minutes yeah. i was like this is gonna suck <laughs> the crossover <laughs> part with stranger things you mean yeah yeah this is the same mall <laughs> but that, that fight scene was just like so confusing all over the place didn't make any sense at all i, I was just like this is gonna suck here we go buckle in we're I, 10 minutes in i think it was when that opening race dragged a little bit too much oh you mean it's 15 minutes long, Cameron. 
Yeah. There's, oh my gosh. There's two, yeah, I, there's two intros to this movie. There's two opening scenes. Yeah. I have to tell you guys, the nothing that happens on Themyscira in any of these movies is interesting to me. Even in, uh, uh, even in, in Justice Wonder League, Woman, I, Snyder Cut? It's it's okay. I think the, like, the opening like, stuff in Wonder Woman with Chris Pine when like he crashes there, yeah, okay, and, like, yeah, all of yeah. that the, stuff. The, the battle scene is cool. That, that's true. That's true. But but the problem with the Snyder Cut scenes is like it's like this massive emotional weight that's like meaningless eight minutes later. Like shooting the arrow into the temple to like signal. Big I deal. think that's kind of like a cool. That's important. It's almost, if anything, they're just used to show how powerful Steppenwolf is. Yeah. That's yeah. the purpose of the Amazon characters in Justice League. And in Wonder Woman, it is a cheesy, overused plot device to show her character development. And it gives her something kind of interesting because uh, she's missing home. Yeah. And, and she's the whole point of like where they're like the modern world of men won't know what yes. that means. And then it's like, but she will, but she will, but she will. And good Lord, that yeah, movie there were so definitely, bad. there were definitely some things that I, that happened in this movie that I felt like happened because of the wonder woman movie, like, like things that wouldn't have been included in, included in an original version of this movie because it came out before the wonder woman movie if that makes sense like it's sort of this weird reverse not really retcon because it's after the movie in the timeline of the world but like they talked about wonder woman and her character was was a little bit different than she was before the wonder woman movie came out if that makes sense the original yeah. or 84 like the original movie yeah also, she learned how to fly in 1984, and she apparently forgot most of the time. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of like timeline things. Like, I'm curious. Okay, so Aquaman is supposed to take place after this, right? I but didn't he so. meet Mara for the first time in Aquaman? No, that's what I thought too. I couldn't remember. No, I think he met her in Justice League. Because in Aquaman, okay. they like have a. They've already got some witty banter going on, I think. Okay. Okay. I remember very little about the plot of Aquaman. I remember it being kind of fun. Guys, it's Aquaman, a fun movie. I recently, for some reason, the YouTube algorithm was like, hey, watch some Aquaman clips. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and um, has there ever been a movie that simultaneously looks so expensive and so cheap at the same time as Aquaman? <laughs> it, it's like this wow. weird middle ground. Also, the end battle scene that was one of the YouTube algorithm clips that I watched. Like, there's freaking sharks and dolphins ripping people off of flying stingrays uh-huh. as a kraken comes out of the ground. Like, uh huh. I think we just all kind of forgot how batshit crazy Aquaman was. <laughs> well, like the it's whole like a, end of the movie is like him and Mara go down into like this dark thing with these like demon creatures, and then they come out uh-huh. and it's his mom. And then he fights this Kraken <laughs> thing in this like forbidden thing. Comes out with the actual the Aquaman lost world gear with dinosaurs. Yes. Like it's like yes, it's crazy, dude. But it was a it's fun ride. Insane. Better than Rise and then of Skywalker. Also, you got Yaya Abdul Mateen <laughs> in it as uh, Black Manta. Just incredible. So good. And there's crab people. 
Yep. Remember crab uh-huh. people? Yep. Crab people is all weird. you need to say, and I'm in for a movie. Like, oh, there's crab people in this movie? All right. Still cool. still better than Justice League and Rise of Skywalker, though. So, Yes. <laughs> yes. That is the definitive popcorn optional ranking of big hey, did budget you guys, movies. And it kind of got lost in the shuffle, but did you guys see Birds of Prey? Yeah. No, I did not. It's okay. I, I was intrigued by that. It's okay. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, I I hope that one day there is a movie with Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn that is worthy of what she puts into that character. Um, uh-huh. She is that it, character, it one of those man. She looks just like her. It's crazy. Yeah. She's great. Everybody else in that movie is great. What do you guys it's think okay. about the new Suicide Squad trailer that just came out? I feel like I trust James Gunn enough to make something that's going to be good. The trailer was underwhelming. Trailer uh, was not good. Also, yeah. maybe it's because the characters are kind of out of left field. A lot of them seem to be with the DC characters, or maybe some not as well versed in the DC character character world. It was just like John Cena with a bullet on his head talking to a giant shark. What the <laughs> hell is happening right now? Like it it was it was a lot. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not that that character is Peacemaker. I'm not familiar with that one at all. That's not. Um, I've never read that in in Suicide Squad. These characters You're weren't get very familiar real familiar to me. with it because there's a whole TV show coming out. Okay. Yeah, cool. at the start of quarantine, James Gunn wrote a like as he was editing Suicide Squad, and Guardians Three was already prepped at the start. He wrote a Peacemaker TV show, and then they shot it like four months ago or something. So it's an HBO max show with John Cena that James Gunn wrote. And I think it directed that's supposed to come out like later this year, early next year. He had time between suicide squad and guardians. It's January, 2022. Well, put me down as not interested. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's the big question. Now that justice league has come out, are you guys going to keep your HBO Max subscription? Here's a little secret, Cameron. It's my parents' <laughs> login. So, yes. Yeah. It's got yeah. Sesame Street. Well, maybe we sometime, it, like Trevor said, we can get together and talk about a movie we actually really do like. Hey, I like this movie. Maybe when Dune movie. comes out. I liked this but movie. But, like, all three of us, you know. <laughs> All three. <laughs> fine, fine. I'll do it, Jake. I'll do the I'll do the brown Wait, cut gonna, of this podcast. I'm gonna do four extra uh, hours uh, of original content on the Snyder Cut. It'll just be me it. watching it in sync with the Snyder Cut, being like, "That was pretty cool." <laughs> I would love it if like it's dead silent for like five minutes, and then out of nowhere, you just yeah, that was cool. That was, that was cool. Right. I, I've, we've been saying it since the beginning of this podcast. Zack Snyder and Michael Bay need to stop directing movies and team up and make a visual production company or just have Zack Snyder just keep making four hour long movies. Cause apparently that's the only way he can make a movie that makes sense. End of podcast. Well, we're going to get another <laughs> Zack Snyder movie later this year. So we got round two coming. He's what is, got a is it? army I, of the dead I, movie. Oh yeah. Where it's like a group of mercenaries <laughs> plot a heist on a Las Vegas casino during a zombie outbreak. Trevor, the way you said, oh yeah. <laughs> like, I wish you could, like, that should be on the poster for Army of the oh, Dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dash Trevor Allison.
Just... <laughs> yeah, I'm just not a fan. Yeah, it's an acquired taste. I think that, uh... My years of Monster Energy drink has really set my palate up for <laughs> Zack Snyder. Now that you know Jake is working out a bunch, he's gotten jacked enough to where he can appreciate the fitness level of all the characters <laughs> in this movie. Dude, I'm trying to. I mean, the Batman role is open. I'm trying to get called. I'm trying to get trying to get called up. How jacked do you think Robert Pattinson is right now? Not at all. He said he's like against working out. So is he's he gonna wear Batman? A... It's it's Batman Year One. He's emo. Batman. Is Batman Year One? Okay. So there's gonna be some like Papa Roach playing. <laughs> he's vengeance. He doesn't need to work out. Oh, sorry. It's set during his second year of fighting crime with the Riddler. Oh. Guys, I'm very excited about Paul Dano as the Riddler. Yeah, that's perfect. That, Absolutely, that perfect. movie looks great. That trailer was incredible. Andy Circus. That's all I want to see. I'm done. I I'm sold. I'm ready. Yeah, I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good, and we, that's where we'll leave the DCEU. We think. Wait, are we gonna are we gonna rate Justice League? I mean, sure. I think I think you the rating is. Rating is, would you rather watch it over Justice League or Rise of Skywalker? And yeah, I'd watch this multiple yes. times before watching either of those again. That's my rating. Hey, I thought Trevor, it was I'm guessing is, that you have a fun number equation. I was just gonna, I was gonna say, I'll give it, I'll give it um, two out of six Justice League members. Wow, Ooh. that's harsh. I give it a Which B two? plus. Mine's a B plus. I liked it. Maybe three out of six. I don't know. I give it a which, C+. Yeah, plus. which two? Hold on. Which two's a good question? <laughs> Is it a Superman, um, well, Wonder Woman? Those are heavy hitters. Definitely. Yeah. I would say for this particular movie, probably Wonder Woman, Cyborg are my two favorite characters. Okay, that's not bad. But I think that in a fight, Wonder Woman and Cyborg, Cyborg versus Batman and Superman, I think Batman and Superman win. Oh, pff, that's... Pff, well, duh. yeah. Duh, so, Cameron. Like, in a fight with with Batman and Superman, no other characters win. It's like the they're like the the unassailable team. They have everything. What? Trevor. Yeah, I guess the, this movie proved that. Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you guys have recommendations, or where are we at with that? Are we doing that still? I don't, I don't know, know, man. I just I watch the anything. new Marvel show that comes out every Friday. Yeah, that's what that's what I do. Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks, anybody? Hey, I haven't watched yeah. it. Yet. I, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Me neither. I haven't watched it. I still okay. need to watch episode two of Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, My recommend is get the vaccine and go outside. I, uh, That's my I recently of the week. rewatched um, Lord of the Rings about each each one about an hour to, in like one hour chunks. And uh, can I tell you, it holds up. It's good. Yeah. Still Did good. you watch the extended the cuts or the theatrical cuts? Um, I watched the extended of Return of the King. I don't have them, so I just was what was on HBO Max. They only oh, have okay. one extended, and it was Return of the King. So That's I watched fair. that. Um, the... Uh, the Aragorn, it is not this day, still slaps every yeah. time. <laughs> the fur Frodo moment when he runs in is Yep. 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 Okay. Still good. There's there's a lot of I had kind of forgotten, there's a lot of like classical cinema influence in those mm-hmm. films. The way that they're shot, the way that they're made, the way that they do a lot of things, especially visually. Yeah. Um, some really interesting stuff. Movies are amazing and they don't really... really make movies like that anymore. Yeah, it's one of the last movies to like heavily rely on prosthetics. 
over. Yep. Lots of practical CGI. There's a there's a amazing shot of I think it's when Eowyn is is like on the um at the whatever the hall is called at Edoras. There's a shot that's like it's like a composite of a landscape a uh, miniature and then her video of her overlaid and it looks perfect it's from yeah. like 2002 the way that they it's, like did so the good. hobbits with the like full-scale actors is still one of like, uh-huh. the greatest cinematic achievements yeah it's great so great so that's cool. my recommend lord of the rings still good cool 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 all right there we go um that's all we have pop pop Good night. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We're done. Oh my God. That was great.